This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 497, Comic Reviews for the week of Wednesday, July 19th. Welcome to the Comic Shenanigans Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Chapman. This is episode 497. This is our comic reviews episode for releases from the week of Wednesday, July 19th. Uh, we're getting really close to episode 500 uh, as we near the five-year anniversary of the show, which is on August the 12th. Um, this week, I did actually really didn't get a chance to read many comics at all uh, that actually came out this particular week. Uh, so I'll quickly talk about some of the comics I did not get a chance to read yet uh, that came out on the 19th. Uh, on the 19th, um, some of the selected releases included, let's see, uh, Old New Gardens of the Galaxy, Amazing Spider-Man, New Year Vows, America, Aquaman, Astonishing X-Men number one, which I flipped through but didn't have a chance to read yet. Uh, Batman 27, I, again, I got a chance to flip through it but not actually read the entire thing, uh, but it would look good from what I saw. Uh, Batwoman, Darth Maul, Deadpool kills the Marvel Universe again, Doctor Strange, Green Arrow, Green Lanterns, Invincible Iron Man, Justice League, Luke Cage, Monsters Unleashed, Miss Marvel, Nightwing, Poe Dameron, Royals, Secret Empire, Brave New World number four. Um, what else? Super Sun, Superman, Totally Awesome Hulk, Trinity, U.S. Avengers, Climate, uh, sorry, Climate, Ultimates 2, I don't even know where that came from, and X-Men Gold. So, with all of that, what the heck did I read last week? Well, very little. Uh, first up, we have Daredevil number 24. Uh, this, I thought, was actually really good. Um, getting used to Alec Morgan's take on the art, but overall, I think it works. Um... There's not a lot of detail. That's the only thing, I guess, that you have, you know, the first two pages here, you have Matt, you know, talking to his boss, and that there's not a lot in these pages. I mean, it's very, I don't want to say lazy, because it's kind of a, the wrong impression I want to give, but there's a shot here where, like, Matt Murdock is sitting sitting in a chair on the on the floor, yet the everything on the on the ground is just blue. Like, it's obviously not a carpet, it's just lazy, lazy, I don't know if it's lazy color, I don't want to even say it's lazy coloring, I just feel like there could be some sort of semblance of a background drawn in, and there isn't. I just feel like if you were to look at this, um, this page with just the pencils, there'd be very little on the page, because so much is, the colors just having to fill in the blanks. Um, and that's kind of my problem with a lot of the art here, is that it's very kind of scant. Um, there's actually not a lot of backgrounds, not a lot of depth to the images, and, um, it, it, once you get past the foreground, there's really not a lot there. Um, everything else is okay, but it's just something about that that it just feels like it's it's very. Again, I I I am freely admitting that I could never do art anywhere near as good as this. That being said, I just found that it was a little bit wanting. Um, it's a good story because we finally have. It's one of those things where like. Sometimes uh, in TV shows, uh, actually, I'll talk about a TV show I'm watching right now. I'm watching a TV show called Younger that my wife really and I really enjoy, which I, I don't even know where what channel it's on in the states. Um, but the, the central conceit of it is that you have a, a, a you know a forty something who lies about her age, pretends to be a twenty or twenty something in order to get a job at a publishing house. She dresses young, she looks young anyway, and uh, she doesn't tell anyone. And eventually, at the end of one particular, uh, the third season, she tells someone. Anyways. They, the immediate fallout is that she's not friends with this person anymore, and this person can't trust her, she, uh, her relationship had broken up, and that person's like angry at her too. And within a few episodes, they figure out a way to kind of sweep that away and, and move on. 
Um, as much as it was, you know, this big cliffhanger and this big kind of thing that for a few episodes, it's not what the show is going to be about. And if they just kind of focus on that, uh, they're never going to be able to get past it. So they had to figure out a way to build it into a story that these characters could forgive each other. This issue kind of felt like that, where the central conceit of this new volume is that Matt's alone. He doesn't have Foggy anymore because Foggy, you know, is pretty pissed at him. And everyone else forgets that he was ever Daredevil. And so everything that had happened in the last few years had never really happened, or at least no one remembers it happening the way that it did so here we it's basically an, an, an issue to explain how these two men can come back together and actually be friends and work together uh, from where we left them or from where we've seen them since this volume has started so it's kind of that it reminded me of that kind of we, we broke them up but thankfully from a writing perspective they figured out a way to organically bring the characters back and fix something without it feeling cheap without it feeling very haphazard um Overall, I think the story is stronger than the art. I'm going to give it... I'm going back and forth on this. I mean, I kind of think it's like a... You know, almost like a four and a half out of out of five on the story. I think it's extremely strong. Uh, but then art's more like a two and a half. So I'm going to give it a seven. But I, I feel like that seven is, is, is brought down by the art, unfortunately. Um... Because, yeah, it's the more I actually, the more I think about it, the more I look at it, the more it bugs me. Uh, when I was just kind of like, well, it, it, there's okay, that's enjoyable. And then I was like, well, wait a minute, there's no background, so there's no details. Like, that's more frustrating. Uh, next up is Peter Parker, The Spectacular Spider Man, issue number two. Um, I've seen a lot of complaints online about this book. I'm enjoying it for the most part. I thought Chip Sadowski's doing a good job of writing it. I, thought, I think Adam Kubert's doing a great job in art. There's a little bit of a tonal shift here. Like, first of all, in the, at the end of the first issue, I didn't even realize it actually was Ironheart there, which maybe I'm just stupid. Um, but so you have Spider Man and Ironheart, and suddenly Spider Man's acting in a very uncharacteristic manner, and they're kind of having the, you know, a prerequisite fight that just doesn't even feel right. Um, that's a, kind of the only misstep here is their interactions are a little off or feel a little weird um and from there we get you know a lot of good stuff we got chip bringing in uh you know teresa and explaining very succinctly what happened in the family business original hardcover which i'm sure a lot of people didn't actually read um which is a shame because it's actually not a bad story um we have you know a new love interest and kind of an awkward date that the spider-man goes on which i thought was kind of fun um and even Riri's kind of cool here when she kind of comes back and is written more in character. Um, I thought this was interesting and definitely engaging. I'm excited to see what next issue uh, is like. Um, does the Kingpin actually know what's going on with the Kingpin? Um, I, I dug this. I thought it, it moved pretty well. Um, it's fun. It's funny. Um, I'm going to give it a, a seven and a half. Um, the, the beginning is a little, I, I just, I don't like when suddenly Spider-Man was acting so like young and kind of weird and like wanting an autograph. Like I felt this is really bizarre and didn't feel in character, but, uh, where we left the character last issue, getting him there did feel in character. So it's just a weird tonal shift here. Um, so I'll give it a seven and a half. Uh, next up is Secret Empire. This is, I believe this came out anyway. Uh, am I wrong? Um, and then issue number six. Uh, this is written by, I'm trying to remember, well, of course, Nick Spencer, artwork by Lionel Francis Yu. Um, I dug this. I, I thought it was interesting. 
Um, I think the stuff with Daredevil is a little inconsistent because isn't he captured or supposed to have been captured? Um, I thought the art at times was a lot weirder and scratchier than I'm used to from, I guess it's Rodri's, uh, doing the, um, the components in the this kind of otherly realm where you have Red Skull and uh, Steve Rogers. Um, the scenes in particular where he kind of tries to torture him and, I guess, burn him. I really hated the art in that last panel. Like, it just didn't totally feel, fit anything like the last four panels before that. Um, the rest of the story I thought was pretty good and uh, definitely showed how bad things are getting. Um, I like the interactions with Banner, although I read something online and they were right about one thing. It's weird that we have um, the, the, the font that's used when uh, Bruce Banner is speaking is the one popularized and used in the Ultimate Universe because it's got uh, uppercase and lowercase, whereas um, all the regular speech of all the other characters in the book are all uppercase, and maybe that means something. That being said, uh, this, this, this Hulk clearly seems to recall what happened to him, or at least it certainly seems that way in the way that they're writing this. Um, so I'm not really sure what we're supposed to get from that. Um, I do, however, like the idea that Clint sees Hulk, sees you know a reflection of what he did, and or though maybe maybe it's 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 um it's Hawkeye remembering what he did to Banner and not Banner remembering it because I mean maybe this isn't our Banner maybe there is something to be made of that font choice because it seems so deliberate that it could not be maybe that's somehow why they only have him for a brief period of time maybe it's not what we're thinking uh, who knows um, I just thought it was very interesting the idea that that Clint kind of sees that and he. He he's kind of broken down and humbled. Like, he shot this man. He killed him. He did what he had to do. And um, now here's this person, and he's re- he's ready to be injured. He's basically ready to be hurt. He's, uh, you know, I thought that was such a great character beat, and I'm glad that they took the moment in here to do that. Uh, it felt very authentic to what these characters should be. Um, the sequence with Iron Man and Captain America fighting were kind of cool, uh, obviously, to... Um, recall their original interactions, but I'm more interested is what the potential death of Elisa means uh, for these characters. And also, what happens to the AI of Tony Stark if he's basically a bomb? Like, how does that work exactly? Um, intriguing, interesting, a little uneven. Uh, I'll give it a, a 7 out of 10 overall. Um, I think I had some missteps, but overall, I'm, I'm still enjoying it for the most part. And last, but definitely not least, we have the last issue of Spider-Man 2099. This would be issue number 25. Um... It's all come down to this, you know, it's it's finally over, um, and I liked it. I thought it was interesting, I thought, um, I, I almost thought they were really going to let him go. Um, obviously that didn't end up quite going that way, but I like the, uh, I like the elements we got here. It's, it's a nice way of closing out the story. We have Man Mountain, Man, Man Mountain Marco, um, we have a bit of a... Um, uh, they're closing kind of the time loop here. There's questions on what was going on and what's happened um, with uh, Miguel, his son, and Tempest. I enjoyed how this ended. Um, you know, I'm sad to see the book go, but I think it, it probably got played out. Like, I think it, it, and I think that Peter David got to tell a complete story, and he had what, like 30 something issues? Like, it's not like it didn't last a couple years. Um, and I, uh, overall, I think it was an enjoyable project to read. And um, Will Sliney is going to be working with Peter David shortly and Ben Riley, Scarlet Spider, so it's not like we're not going to see his art for a while. Uh, I'm going to give the issue an 8. I thought it was a, a solid uh, ending, and um, 
yeah, I think you can go back and read that series, and I think it will hold together quite nicely. Uh, even though there's a, obviously a couple shifts, both in the time to travel as well as um, you know a time shift when you have pre Secret Wars and post Secret Wars. So that's an eight, and that's uh, all I got a chance to read this this particular week. Uh, when we look forward, um, we have coming out. Completely the 26th, the new issues of Action Comics, All-Star Batman, Batgirl, Batman in the Shadow, Batman Beyond, Ben Morales, Scarlet Spider, Black Panther, Blue Beetle, Cable, Captain America, Sam Wilson, Captain America, Steve Rogers, Deadpool, Detective Comics, Edge of Venomverse, a uh, ton of stuff, Moon Girl and Double Dinosaur, a new issue of Secret Empire, they're in issue 7, holy crap, uh, Teen Titans, Thanos, The Flash, uh, Mighty Captain Marvel, uh, uh, The Punisher, I believe, Unbelievable Gwenpool, uh, Weapon X, X-Men Blue, Wonder Woman, etc. Uh, so we'll be talking about that on our next reviews episode. Speaking of that episode, uh, instead of coming out next week, the next reviews episode is... So we're going to have episode 498, which will be our conversation with J.K. Woodward, which will be coming out in a day or two. Um, then we basically take a week off, and then we'll be coming back, I guess, the week of... Ooh, I don't know which days of August there are. I guess the week of August the 9th. Um... We'll come back with a reviews episode, uh, which will cover two weeks of comics, and knowing me, probably only like eight comics, uh, that'll come out that week, and then a few days later, on August the 12th, we'll have episode 500, and then um, I think the reviews episodes are going to stick around for now, uh, so then we'll be back with our kind of a regularly scheduled programming. So there is going to be a, a week off for reviews, so we'll get a double shot when we come back from the break. And then, uh, and as is, when it comes to upcoming episodes, we have episode uh, 498 with J.K. Woodward, episode 500, uh, which will be fun. Episode 502 is a conversation with Justin Ponser. Uh, 504 is likely going to be Comic Shanigans on Vacation. Uh, 506, I uh, can't remember exactly which ones are which, but we've got Tom Beeling is going to be on the show. Uh, Howard Mackey is going to be on the show again in September. Uh, we have an upcoming episode with listener Tim Riley where we talk about uh, event, uh, the Iron Man Heroes Return series, uh, particularly the uh, issues in the Kirby omnibus of that particular title. Uh, so good stuff coming out in the next few months. Um, so thanks again for listening to this episode. You can email me at comicshenanigans at gmail.com. Like the show on Facebook, rate and review us on iTunes, subscribe to us on iTunes, and also listen to us on Stitcher. Thanks again. We'll catch you next time for Comic Shenanigans. Bye-bye.